Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. This is episode number 176. If you are new to our podcast, Vegetarian Zen is a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious for sharing tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I am your host, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we're going to be talking about for, fermented for <laughs> fermented foods, kombucha, kefir, sauerkraut, miso, and other fermented foods can be very beneficial for gut health and other other bodily functions. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about those today. And this is actually a member request, right? A yes. community member request. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you know, it's something that I had thought about. Uh, I'd been thinking about it for a while, and then when and I don't remember. I I apologize. I don't remember who had mentioned it, but uh, well, we had done something on gut health where we talked a little bit about it, mm -hmm. but we didn't really talk specifically about fermented foods overall. Mm -mm. And we've done an episode on we've done an episode on tempeh, which we'll talk about in here. uh, That was just on tempeh, but again, you know, this is a good kind of overview and explanation, which I think is is really good. All right. Normally here we would do an iTunes rating, but we have no ratings this week. So we would greatly, (laughs) we would greatly appreciate you heading out to iTunes if you haven't done so already and leaving us a rating because that helps other people find us and our community grows and we are all happier for that. So if you have a couple of minutes, we would greatly appreciate you doing that. And Larissa informed me, I don't know that we'd ever said this before, but the end of every show notes, is it the show notes for each podcast? You can easily navigate over to iTunes by clicking on a link at the bottom of the show notes that says um that takes you right there and it would only take you a couple of minutes and it's it's not even just a link it's a big green button and it's it's actually (laughs) if you're in the show notes for any episode it is kind of right in the center of the page so it's in between the description of the the show and the resources so right there in the middle it's a big green button and there's actually one for uh stitcher as well all right. And normally here we would also introduce or, or announce any new patrons that would we have for the show. So if you're not familiar with, with what a patron is, these are folks that help us keep the lights on here at Vegetarian Zen. They have... So they support us through our Patreon campaign, which is at patreon.com. Uh, is it forward slash Vegetarian Zen? Forward slash Vegetarian Zen. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have several members that support us at various levels. So you can support our show for as little as a dollar a month, which is, mm-hmm. if you think about it, a typical month is about, f- we do this weekly, so that's uh, four shows a month. That's a quarter, a quarter mm-hmm. a show. But you know what? That really helps us. And the more people that do that together, that helps us keep the lights on. And now we have a goal in Patreon as well, and I think it's $230. 244 I think. $244. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason that we chose that is because that's what about what it costs us monthly, mm-hmm. believe it or not. A lot of people don't think that uh, podcasts cost money to do. And, oh, that's uh, for a year. That's oh, it's for a year. For I'm a sorry. Year. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's for a year. And that includes media hosting. That includes our, our website. the cost of our website and all sorts of things like that. So, uh, you know, that's that's not outrageous, right? That's not mm-hmm. a huge amount. So, um, if again, if even as little as a dollar a month would really help us out. So, if you're interested, please go out to Patreon. That's P like Paul, A like Apple, T like Tom, R E O N dot com uh, forward slash vegetarian zen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if we do reach that, when we do reach that 244 goal, then we have a special treat for all of our members. We will be, I believe what we decided on is we will dress up and uh, do a video. 
All right. So, yeah, then that's Patreon. <laughs> and that would be for yeah. patron, patrons only video. So, yeah. All right. Are we ready to move into the main topic? Let's do it. First, let's start out by talking about what lacto-fermentation is. Because okay. this is a big deal in the world of for- fermented foods. You're going to be saying fermented the whole time, I know, aren't you? <laughs> I know. I don't know where that came from. I don't know that I've ever done that. <laughs> uh, no, I've never. And I've heard you say fermented plenty of times. I know. It's yeah. crazy. Okay. okay. So uh, fermented. Fermented. <laughs> All right. So the, uh, lacto-fermentation is the process in which natural bacteria feed on the sugar and starch in food. And then the result of this process is the creation of lactic acid. And that's what um, causes the food to, you know, be fermented and have all these awesome health qualities, right? Right. So that's, that's interesting to know, because I never knew what that meant necessarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew, obviously, you know, when we were talking about what kombucha and kefir and sauerkraut, what they, how they look and, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But I never really knew that whole process. Mm hmm. Right. So the purpose of fermentation then, has, there are several uh, purposes, I guess. One is to preserve food. Um, the second is to create beneficial nutrients such as, uh, di- uh, excuse me, <laughs> I'm doing it now, such as um, digestive enzymes, uh, B vitamins, omega-3 fatty acids, and then also various strains of probiotics. And this is why this is so good for mm-hmm. gut health. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, fermenting foods also helps to preserve the nutrients that are already in that food and then breaks down the food to a more digestible form. So it makes it when you eat these things, it's not so hard on your gut. It makes it easier to, to digest and, and um, then you get all those benefits that I mean, not benefits. What is wrong with us today? <laughs> you get all those nutrients. I think we're recording a day later than we normally do and maybe we're just a little bit little bit off on that yeah well uh, you know last last uh afternoon yesterday afternoon we took a, a power nap but we ended up taking three 30 minute power naps back to back so so yeah that kind of threw us off but uh anyway um okay so let's get back to to fermentation so the probiotics in uh, that are created during fermentation plus the breakdown of the food because of fermentation could be the reason that uh, consumption of fermented foods has been associated with the improved digestion. Yeah. And like anything else, so with any, let's say even supplement, when you take mm-hmm. it in pill form, there's only a certain percentage of that that actually gets into your body. But right. when you take it in food and you're digesting it, you get more benefits from that typically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is really true. And I know I always when I think about that now, I always think about a story that you told me that you, I think you read somewhere or you heard it on a podcast was the guy who uh, cleaned porta potties. Yeah. And he said that the number one thing, I mean, this is gross, but the number (laughs) one thing that they would find in there was what? Pills, Mm -hmm. but supplements, right? undigested supplements that would pass through people's bodies. That's nasty. Yeah. It's so nasty. But I mean, when you think about it, yeah, I mean, you're paying all this money for because these supplements are not cheap. Yeah. When he first said pills, I thought he was talking about people dumping drugs or yeah. something. And he said, no, it's it's in, you know, the stuff. The poop. <laughs> the poop. And uh, yeah, it, it's just undigested. They just they mm-hmm. just can't break down fast mm-hmm. enough before they go through your body. And, right. Yeah. So, so this is a really good way to kind of get around that, I guess. All right. Let's, so let's go through the list of fermented foods. Okay. And, you know, this is not... 
I'm sure this is not all, all fermented yeah. foods, but this is the main ones that you know you'll find at the grocery store or you can make on your own. Um, so the first one is, and I think this is pronounced kefir. Kefir. It's a fermented milk product, and it's usually it's either cow, goat, or sheep milk, and. I mean, if you think about it, what other milk would there be? But okay. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's others. I, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it tastes like uh, drinkable yogurt. So you know how they have those kind of yogurts now that are kind of liquidy? Yeah. And obviously, if you're vegan, that's not for you. No. That Mm-mm. probably that wouldn't be your choice, I'm sure. No. Um, but kefir contains high levels of B12, calcium, magnesium, K2, biotin, folate, enzymes and probiotics. Right. So um, now some of the health benefits of kefir may include uh, boosted immune system, healing irritable bowel disease, uh, build a greater bone density, less allergies and improved digestion. And that I mean, that's pretty amazing right there. And I got to say that um, I could probably really benefit from drinking this stuff. But for me, uh, you know, and anybody who's listened to us for a while knows that I'm very texture sensitive and taste sensitive. And I just don't know if I could do it. Yeah, and I would be a little worried just of the milk for you because Mm -hmm. milk is typically not good for diabetics. I don't Mm -hmm. know if this is different than that's true milk that you drink what the cow's milk that you're drinking but mm. and the other thing is you know we've talked about in the past i i would say just if this is something that interests you just make sure you do your research Mm -hmm. because there's probably some cons out there too to some of this stuff so for example we talk about bone density there are studies that show that milk is actually bad for bone density Mm -hmm. so I, i would do a little bit more research we're just really trying to introduce you to some of this stuff here right absolutely and you know if you have if you do have health issues already check with your doctor all right, let's talk about kombucha. Now, this stuff is was kind of a little bit of a fad lately, mm-hmm. hasn't it been? Yeah, it, yeah, it really has. And um, I know you had tried it. We bought some and yeah. you tried it. And you said it wasn't bad. I I took a, a sip of it and was totally disgusted. So, But again, <laughs> that's me. Don't I'm very open and trying. There's hardly anything that I just absolutely hate. Yeah. yeah I'll say I, I didn't buy another one. I'll just say right. that much. But it just, mm, yeah. It, Take it or leave it, I guess. Right. Uh, all right. So a kombucha is a fermented beverage of black tea and sugar. And so it's usually either cane sugar or uh, honey or sugar from fruit. So fructose. And uh, the black tea. Now, what's interesting about this is black tea contains a colony of bacteria and yeast that are responsible for starting the fermentation process when you add that sugar. And then uh, it. Finnish kombucha is actually carbonated. So I guess I guess from the bubbles from the, the um, yeast react and the bacteria reacting kind of makes it bubbly. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so kombucha contains vinegar, B vitamins, enzymes, probiotics, and also a high concentration of uh, several acids. So acetic acid, gluconic acid, and lactic acid. All right. So some health benefits may include improved digestion, Weight loss, increased energy, detoxification, immune support, reduced joint pain, and cancer prevention. Now, a lot of this stuff, again, you'll probably find studies that go both ways. And (laughs) that's why we say may, health benefits may be. (laughs) Right. All right, let's talk about sauerkraut. This this has been around for a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. 
right? And if you're German or of German descent, then, you know, I'm sure you have this. Do you in like your sauerkraut? I, no. Okay. Uh, I don't like, okay, here's the thing. I don't Surprise. like any of this stuff. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Uh, uh, now, there's maybe one or two things on the list that I that I like, but most of it, no. So, uh, so what is sauerkraut? All right. It is essentially fermented cabbage. Sauerkraut contains lots of dietary fiber, vitamins A, C, and K, vitamin B, B vitamins, I should mm-hmm. say, iron, copper, calcium, sodium, manganese, Manganese. Yeah, I did it. I did it. <laughs> and I saw it coming up in manganese and magnesium. Okay. And uh, what about some health benefits of sauerkraut? All right. So I feel like I'm being quizzed. I know, right? <laughs> what are some health be- benefits, Vicky? Well, let me tell you. Improved, dig- <laughs> improved digestive health, improved circulation, reduced inflammation, stronger bones, and lower cholesterol levels. You know, I think I'm going to try some of this again yeah? Uh, soon. Yeah, I like, I, I don't. Mm, it depends on with what, uh-huh. but uh, so before I was a vegetarian, I remember having it with like sausage. German, right. right. Uh, but maybe I can figure out, I'll probably maybe find some recipe, vegetarian, mm-hmm. vegan recipe with sauerkraut. I'm sure there's plenty. Right. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I guess, and I always, when I think of sauerkraut, you know, then you think of coleslaw, I guess, which is which kind I like of the, yeah, it's kind of but not exactly the no. i guess the unfermented version of yeah um but oh, that's a but good coleslaw, way to think of yeah, that but yeah but coleslaw i think contains mayonnaise or, or something like that so yeah but you can get it you can make it vegan mm-hmm. easily yeah so. yeah okay pickles this is probably the one you'll eat <laughs> pickles i like now pickles, you didn't used to no i have a history with pickles <laughs> and i may have mentioned this on the podcast before um i had a bad pickle experience when i was uh i think i was like haven't we all maybe 18 months or two years old. And yeah, haven't we all? And it was one of those where, you know, I, I think I saw my mom with, with pickles and I was like, I want it, I want it, I want it. And she's like, you're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. No, I want it. So she gave me one. I ate it. And apparently I didn't like it because I threw up. Well, so, you probably, I know you, you huh. probably ate it all just to show her that you liked it. <laughs> <Me>? <laughs> Got yourself sick. Yeah, no, I, I, I just, I threw up. And of course, you know, when something like that happens, especially when you're really young like that, then you just associate like throwing growing up with with pickles or whatever. But I recently over the last few years, I've started eating dill pickles. And I really love them. And I, I love them because they're sour. And I love sour stuff. That's why I couldn't understand when we first got together. Mm-hmm. You said you didn't like pickles. I thought that is one of the most sour things. Mm-hmm. And you love sour things. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right. So since this is your thing, All what, right. what, what are some good things uh, about pickles? Pickles have antioxidants. Yay. Uh, they also contain gut-friendly bacteria, vitamin K, a really good source of vitamin K. So one small pickle contains 18% of the daily requirement for vitamin K. Very cool. That is good. And, you know, we always have pickles in our refrigerator now. And sometimes I'll just go in if I, you know, am craving something salty or, or um, sour and just grab a, f- a couple of pickle slices or one of those little little pickles. All right. Miso. All right. Miso. I'll let you take that one. All right. So miso is uh, soybean, barley, or brown rice that is fermented with a fungus called koji. And so some of the benefits, the possible health benefits of miso 
are said to be uh, that it has anti-aging properties, that it helps to maintain healthy skin, a boosted immune system, lowered cancer risk, improved bone health, um, and also can promote a healthy nervous system. And now miso is uh, it's typically the, the paste form, and it's added to a lot of like broths or soups. Um, I was going to say, you see a lot of miso soup mm-hmm, miso recipes. Miso soup, right. And um, it has kind of a, almost like a salty kind of almost beef or mushroom broth type flavor, I think. And um, in fact, when we go to Bok Choy, the vegan uh, Asian fusion restaurant here, uh, which is really good. Uh, if you're in, if you live in San Antonio or if you come visit San Antonio, go to Bok Choy. It's down on Broadway in Alamo Heights. Really, really good food. But uh, they have they just recently started having um, ramen noodles, and it's a really vi- good a miso broth. Oh, I my did gosh. not know that was a miso broth. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, and uh, definitely so. blows away the uh, ramen packages ramen. <laughs> yeah. that we all did in college right <laughs> 25 cents for four <laughs> <laughs> right exactly all right okay so now the next one you don't really care for mm-hmm. that's tempeh mm-hmm. so tempeh is essentially soybeans fermented with a mixture of live molds so as soybean as soybeans ferment they they form into a firm cake now mm-hmm. i've had this let's see was it uh tempeh uh I've had it several different ways, mm-hmm. and I've got to say it's just not my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think I had it, one of the first times I had it when we became vegetarians was in a, it was a substitute used in what would have been a country fried steak, I think. Mm, Isn't no. that tempeh? No, that was actually, um, uh, that was seitan. Oh, yeah, you're right, mm-hmm. you're right. What, is, what do we normally have tempeh in? Uh, well, the the sweet earth bacon that I get that's right is tempeh, but it's it's different. It's not the typical cake type tempeh that's like thick and it has you can see the whole beans. It's um they they process it somehow differently, um, but that is tempeh. And then um, okay, so I don't hate it like seitan. Mm-hmm. I really don't care for as much mm-hmm. tempeh is just eh, it just depends yeah it so depends. the tempeh bacon you get is okay mm-hmm. it's just not my i prefer the the uh is it soy sausage that i have mm, yeah breakfast it's sausage? The, i think it's more of a soy i think it's sausage. garden yeah. is the the breakfast sausage that you yeah. get yeah. all right but tempeh does contain high levels of vitamins b5 b6 b3 and b2 and some of the possible benefits of tempeh are reduced cholesterol increased bone density reduced menopausal symptoms and help with muscle recovery reduced menopausal symptoms yay i need i need to be eating that bacon every day three times a day jeez <laughs> all right okay so now the next one is natto and i've never had this um natto it's n-a-t-t-o I guess I should pronounce I like my T's. Netto. Netto. Is a, it's a Japanese fermented soybean dish. So again, with the soybeans. Um, natto contains the probiotic Bacillus subtilis. Bacillus I'm really subtilis. glad you took this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this particular probiotic has been proven to support immune and cardiovascular systems, which is good if you've got, you know, heart issues or like lupus, like me. Uh, All right. So possible health benefits besides those two uh, enhances digestion of vitamin K2, which is uh, 
used to get calcium from the foods you eat to the places it needs to be in your body. So when you eat calcium-rich foods, K2 is what takes it to your bones, to your teeth. And so, I mean, that's that's really important, right? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Smarty. We've never had this, have we? No, I never have. I am... Um, I, I'm not even sure where one would acquire natto. <laughs> hmm. yeah, I, mean, I mean, you know, we've been to several vegetarian restaurants, mm-hmm. vegan restaurants. I've just never seen it. No, I don't know if it's more of a, if it's like a complete dish or uh-huh. if it's like oh, in a component. Yeah. Um, I think it's a complete dish, but I'm not sure. So if any of you guys out there, when you listen to this, if you know, if you've had this, uh, let us know mm-hmm. um, because we're curious. All right. So it also contains a powerful anti-inflammatory cancer-fighting enzyme called natokinase. That must be where natto comes from. I'm guessing. Well, that sounds really good. I, I would be very interested. So if you know, mm-hmm. of, uh, if you've ever had this, let us know. Mm-hmm. I am curious. Definitely. Okay, so the next one I absolutely despise. <laughs> um, now, have we had this? I Well, I my mom loves it. Oh, And oh, okay. we lived in Thailand when I was little, and so she would get... Uh, this it's it's a korean dish but i mean you can get it in any asian area but can you guess what this is (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's it's kimchi and i just i can't stand it i can't stand the smell um it's usually very spicy anyway uh, but i can't stand the smell and it just didn't you say you thought i would like it yeah i think you probably would and you can actually buy it um at heb in the the produce section where they have the um like the tofu and stuff. And then you can also get it at any good Asian market uh, in the town or city where you live. Um, They will always have fresh kimchi. And this dates back to the seventh century. That's pretty cool. Right. So yeah, that's like really, really old. Uh, Some fermented foods have been, you know, being made for a very, very long time. And uh, this may be one of the oldest. I don't know. Um, so it, what it is, is it's a traditional Korean dish that's made from, uh, it's from fermenting vegetables, including cabbage, and then adding spices and seasoning. And like I said, I think most of the time it's pretty spicy. You know, I remember my mom eating it in like tears. Um, nice. <laughs> but that's she, you know, she loves, yeah, love she that. loves any of that. Uh, so what about some benefits of kimchi? Improved cardiovascular and digestive health and reduced risks of serious health conditions such as cancer, diabetes, obesity, gastric ulcers due to high levels of antioxidants. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. See, I would think, I would think spice would, uh, cause you to have ulcers, but mm, you know, maybe not. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I guess if it kills off the bad bacteria though, that probably I guess so. Helps you. Yeah. It's compromise. All right. All right. How about raw cheese? Raw cheese. Okay, so raw cheese is made with milk that hasn't been pasteurized. So any of the cheese that you you know get in the store um, is pasteurized, highly pasteurized, and uh, but this is actually made with raw milk. And mm. so it's. Um, I would be a little nervous about that, quite honestly. Yeah, I I could see that. It's just like I wouldn't want to drink raw milk. Um, I, I don't have a problem with like fresh eggs, I think that's fine. Uh, But I don't know about raw milk. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's talk about some of the uh, uh, benefits. 
Okay, so uh, soft cheeses that are made with goat milk, sheep's milk, and cow's milk uh, that are raw are high in probiotics. And there, there's a whole bunch. There's, you know, you hear about probiotics um, on like the commercials for what Activia yogurt, and you always hear like bifidus regularis, and then you hear like the acidophilus is the the probiotic <laughs> supplement that we take. But there's actually a lot of different probiotics. Um, so these uh, raw cheese cheeses are high in probiotic. Pro- probiotics like um, thermophilus, bifidus, bulgaricus, and acidophilus. So, you know, we had talked about two of those. Uh, so there's a lot of different probiotics working in your in your gut uh, to kind of keep everything moving and keep the bad bacteria out of there. Some, some of the benefits? Yeah. Uh, they help to heal digestive issues, neuro- neurological disorders, and mental health problems, boost the immune system, and destroy harmful bacteria. Mm-hmm. And that's why probiotics, again, are so important is, and, you know, even our dog, Cosmo, takes a probiotic. Yeah. And, you know, our, our vet was, was really, um, since he, since he's been a little puppy, I mean, he's almost 10 months old now, but he put him on probiotics pretty quickly, you know, and, and I think it's important too, but just because he has other health issues Mm -hmm. as well, Mm -hmm. that we keep him as healthy as possible. Absolutely. That, That a lot of that starts in the gut. Absolutely. Yep. All right. And then let's talk about one more. Yogurt. Yogurt. Probably one of the most common ones. Yes, absolutely. So probiotic yogurt is actually the most consumed fermented dairy product in the United States. And, you know, you don't think of yogurt as being fermented, right? Because when I think of fermented foods, I think of like the really sour stuff and the the kind of stuff that I don't like. But I like yogurt. Yeah, we've so. been keeping more of it in the refrigerator, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. And now, of course, you want the ones, I, and I think they probably all have live cultures these days. I don't know if that used to be the case, but, you know, when, when the whole probiotic thing started up, it was, you know, because American consumers, and if you're not in, in the U.S., if you're listening from somewhere else, I don't know how it is in your countries, probably not as, um, probably not as much like it is here, but American consumers are very... Um, craze driven you know what i mean <laughs> very much so and i think a lot of it has to do with with marketers and you know the companies that i mean they start this these craze so it's like the the um we're sheep we're sheep yeah it's kind of following each other around i know i was like why did i move <laughs> <laughs> we're cow sheep um <laughs> She just made a new animal. Um, but anyway, so, you know, there are all these health crazes and they come and go and there are fads and everything. But a few years ago, the probiotic thing in yogurt became like really, really big. So everything all of a sudden had active live cultures and there were big signs and it said, you know, buy this when it has active live cultures. Well, I don't know about that. But uh, anyway, so yogurt is is one of those that was kind of under that craze. And I mean, you know, we've been eating yogurt for years and I like it. It's better to get the ones that have less sugar. Right. That's what mm-hmm. I was going to say. They're not all created equal though. No, some yogurt, you know, it's shocking. You look at a, like a, I don't know, Yo Play brand or something and it's got 28 grams of sugar for this little <laughs> container. Right. You know, might as well eat a candy bar. Exactly. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, so yogurt intake is directly associated with better overall diet quality. 
uh, healthier metabolic profiles, healthier blood pressure, and also increased uh, triglyceride levels. And so it, you know, and like we said, it's recommended when you're buying yogurt to look for uh, three things. The first one I don't do um, so much, but it's the first one is that it comes from goat or sheep's milk instead of cows. And I mean, I, I don't, I'm not terribly opposed to it. I just don't seek it out. Uh, the second is that they're grass fed uh, animals. And the third that it's organic. So I think those three are, and you know, I, I could, I could see that all three of those. Okay, so hopefully this has given you a great overview of some of the top fermented foods Mm -hmm. and maybe encouraged you even to try some that you haven't in the past because I think variety, and this is a big reason why we like to share a variety of information with you guys. Variety is is one of the key components to keeping yourself focused. If you're you're plant-based already or you're leaning more plant-based or just trying to eat a little bit healthier, I think variety really helps you keep engaged with that sort of thing. So if there's something on here that you haven't tried in the past, Hopefully this has encouraged you to do so. Right. And, you know, I learned quite a bit uh, just researching for this episode. So, uh, you know, it's always good. It's always good for me I know, to, that's, to learn. That's all why we started stuff. the podcast, right? Yep. Yeah, that was a big piece of it is to learn and then to share what we were learning. All right. So let's move into the recipe of the week that was suggested by one of our peas and carrots. What up? What up? Angela Peterson Wheel. Wheel? Wheel or while? While, wheel. Uh, so what did Angela Angela suggest? suggested uh, vegan sloppy joes. And I want to try these. I've, been, I've always wanted to try these. And, you know, I just never have. Uh, now, these are lentils. And lentils are, you know, lentils are so versatile. They, they really are. Yeah. You that can, is something that before we became vegetarians, I don't know that we had experimented much with at all. Mm-mm. No, I, I don't think at all, actually. And, you know, lentils are an excellent source of protein. Have we done just a show on lentils? I, I've done a blog post uh, on article uh, on uh, what to do with lentils. We should do a show we... called The Wide World of Lentils. Yeah, and I maybe don't know talk about done... some of the different, yeah. the different uh, things you can do with them. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, I don't think that we've done one just on lentils. I, I could be wrong. I mean, we've done 176 episodes. So. <laughs> I know. It was, it was episode six. <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, so this is this is a recipe actually taken from one of our favorite recipe websites, Minimalist Baker. And as I said, it's it's lentils and like all the traditional sloppy joe spices and the tomatoes. And it looks really good. I, I really want to try it. Okay, moving into the quote this week. The quote comes from Linus Van Pelt. And if you're not familiar with who that is, that is Linus from Peanuts. Mm -hmm. I I don't know that I've ever known his last name. Mm -hmm. Linus and Lucy Van Pelt. Okay. Well, he said, there are three things never to discuss with people. Religion, politics, and the Great Pumpkin. Right. And now this episode is coming out uh, the day before Halloween. So uh, happy Halloween to our uh, friends who celebrate Halloween and, uh, you know, we'll be, uh, we'll be handing out, uh, bad for you candy to all the kids in our neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many kids that come around every mm-hmm. year. It's, yeah. That's one of the things it is one of the times I, I love in our neighborhood just yeah. so many, to see the cute I costumes. I just like all, to see all the costumes and, and everything. Now, uh, this year we have our next door neighbor had uh, a baby who's actually the same age as Cosmo. They were born like probably the same day. And uh, so she's going to come 
sit out with us. Uh, he's 10 months old. She's going to come sit out with us. And she said that she's going to dress them up as she's going to be olive oil and he's going to be Popeye. That's going to be so, so cute. I'm to just going to die. We're going to have to put something on. We're going to have yeah, to do something. Yeah, we'll figure something out. I got a cape. I can wear a cape. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find miscellaneous things around the house. And there you go. Do that. Okay. All right. Before we let you go, we would like to talk about one of our favorite products and this is diana stobo's nut milk bag mm-hmm. now you did use this in a video youtube video that yes. you did on how to create your own nut milk right right and, uh, and in this case it was almond milk almond milk yeah and you know i i love this last week in last week's episode we uh talked about the produce bags that we use i think it was last week's that we talked about the reusable produce bags I think so. that i take mm-hmm. to the store and put my all of my you know goodies in and uh, so that I wanted to follow it up with this. This thing I love. I you know I haven't made almond milk much lately. Uh, for a while, I was making it every week, and you were using it on cereal. I was using it in coffee. And well, I think we stopped because we just stopped eating so much cereal. But now yeah. we're eating more cereal again. Yeah. So maybe we can do that. Maybe again. I'll, I'll do that again. I think you can really take the, taste the difference between fresh mm-hmm. milk mm-hmm. versus this. The you know, stuff even that you, the, yeah. the stuff you buy because it just has so much to keep the shelf life. Exactly. Yeah. So if you make it yourself, it, it is fresh. You can use organic almonds, which is what I do. And then uh, there's no carrageenan. There's no... You control the sugar. You, you control any right. flavorings. Right. All that stuff. Right. Well, there's no sugar. I don't I know. Not in ours. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you're yeah, one that's, you, that wants to have sugar in it, you mm-hmm. control it. Exactly. Uh, but this nut milk bag, is uh, it's a quart size. So it's a really good size and it uh it has a a drawstring but the way i would do it is when i strain my milk i would put it over a like a big pitcher and then just put a uh a rubber band around the top and it holds it in place and then i just let it strain and and uh, the, the cool thing about this is i've never done this but you can also use it as a cold brew coffee maker so interesting and also as just a food strainer if you're if you're straining food now I would say that if you're going to do use it as one or both of those other things, I would buy separate. Right, right. That makes sense. Yeah, I would have a separate one and just kind of mark them, you know, coffee, food, uh, milk. Um, They're reusable, they're washable. And uh, this one, the Diana Stobos one that I bought has a free recipe ebook that has um, 12 nut and seed milk recipes. And uh, you can find this in our Amazon store. I'll provide the Amazon affiliate link in the show notes. Uh, You can also find it in our store if you go to the favorite products tab on our website, vegetarianzen.com. And you'll find it in there along with all the other products that we recommend, uh, books and kitchen equipment and all kinds of stuff. So you'll find it there. And when you order through any of those links, whether it be this nut milk bag, a book, or flat screen TV or whatever, <laughs> that's our affiliate link. And Amazon will show us some love by giving us a couple of bucks back at no extra charge to you. So that is a way to support the show without really uh, spending an extra dollar that you would have spent. In, in you know, it's the same cost to you mm-hmm. if you just go out there and do any shopping through Absolutely. one of our links. Yep, and it's coming on uh, Christmas season, so if if you remember to to click on one of our links and then do your Amazon shopping, that would be fantastic. Yeah, and I I like to remind people too that we don't see who's buying mm-hmm. what, so any of your personal business is your personal business. We just Amazon just says, hey, somebody bought through your link, and here's mm-hmm. here's your couple extra bucks. Yeah, so you can buy your bras and underwear, and <laughs> we won't know. We won't see it. <laughs> 
All right, let's move into the question of the week. All right, well, it's a, um, an obvious one. So do you eat fermented foods? Uh, which ones do you eat? What are your favorites? Are there any that you have just tried and just didn't like, like me? Um, so uh, go out to our, to, to answer this question, you can go to the show notes, vegetarianzen.com forward slash 176. And I'm happy to, happy to say that I have finally resolved the www issue on our website. And so you no longer have to put in the www. You can just go to vegetarianzen.com com forward slash 176. Woohoo! Woo! All right, I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 